booking a playoff ticket. There's just one week remaining in the fantasy major league rugby season. Some teams have clinched their spot into the playoff. Others are still on standby, hoping to make the postseason. And this week will decide it all. On this week's episode of the Fantasy Rugger Show, we take a look back at this past weekend's round 13 matches, get you all set up for the very last week of regular season matchups in Fantasy MLR. The Fantasy Rucker Show starts right now. Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show. Bringing fantasy rugby to the masses. Talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 66 of the Fantasy Rucker Show. Thank you so much for Fantasy Ruckers League members, our community members, and everyone else tagging along on this journey of trying to make fantasy rugby a reality in the MLR. With you, as always, Ryan Yee, Devin Vandy, Vandepool. We're missing one this week. He's on a business trip, but hey, when when you thought that the week could not, or the playoff race could not get any spicier... It does just that. And we got one week remaining in the fantasy major league rugby season. The playoff race is as tight as it gets. And Vandy, you're right in the thick of it, man. Oh, my matchup. Let's go. Matt with a surprise business trip after what I did to him on the weekend. (laughs) Yeah, he had to go. He had to go quickly on vacation. Yeah, that's right. A little bit too emotionally hurt. But yeah. Talk about a week of him uh, digging himself in the hole and not showing up in this show to face the wrath of what is a very big-time win by yours truly, Devin Vandy Vanderpool, in a must-win matchup to keep yourself in the playoff hunt. Beautiful. You know what? Just a chef's kiss. I beat the I beat the reigning champ last week. I beat Matt this week. You know what? It's feeling good. You don't want to be the – you don't want to play me in the playoffs right now, baby. That's a hot squad. That, that's what I'm talking about. If you're, you're picking a time to get as hot as it gets and, and picking a time to start rolling here, now's the time to do it. Um, and yeah, uh, we're super excited to see how it all plays out. Like we said, it all comes down to this week. Everything is on the line. It will all be decided after round 14 of who's going to make our second year of the Fantasy Rutgers League playoffs. But hey, can't get too much into it yet. We got lots to break down in this episode. Jam-packed show. Obviously, like we said, we're going to break down the past weekend's round 13 matchups, talk about the top performers there, talk about who showed up, who led to some big-time wins in this week. And, of course, we're also going to talk a little bit of the latest news and notes from around the league, talk a little bit how to approach the waiver wire, or more so the pickups heading into this final week. And then, again, we'll also uh, discuss what is to come in this round 14 week. Like we said, the very last week of the fantasy major league rugby regular season and of course give you a quick update which everyone's waiting for here of our fantasy ruckers league but hey before we get into it like we say every single episode make sure if you aren't already the season has been absolutely a blast with the introduction of more stats our website everything it's been super super fun we're, year, we're 13 weeks into this thing it's been an absolute blast and if you haven't already make sure you're following us at the fantasy ruckers the handles are up there above if you're watching on the youtube channel you can find it down below in the description if you're listening on the podcast that's where you're going to get all your latest fantasy major league rugby updates we even have a discord channel if that's not enough for you to talk a little fantasy rugby and just mlr and just rugby in general uh with our community there they've been an absolute blast to have and like we mentioned uh with our website check that out too we've got a whole bunch of stats there uh both uh regular stats fantasy stats you can check out the matchups check out that tight playoff race that we are having um but yeah it's been it's been super fun stuff there and we really do appreciate it if you enjoy what you're listening to and you enjoy what you're watching make sure you give us a like make sure you subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the youtube channel it's been super super helpful we appreciate the community and we appreciate watching this fantasy MLR thing slowly grow and grow. But uh, we have no time to waste here, Vandy. Let, let's get right into it here. Um, I will say, do you have any other words? Now that now that Matt's not here to protect himself and defend himself, do you have, any, do you have anything to say uh, with your big-time win over the weekend that, that, that kept you in the playoff race that you want to add, uh, add a little salt to the wound when he's listening to this over in Cancun on his business trip? Because I know he'll be listening to this podcast. You know what? I'm not one for kicking a man when he's down. Tough loss. I mean, you know what? I just like to uh, say, uh, Matt, get ready for it to happen again in the playoffs, baby. Ooh, there we go. All right. Well, hey, 
The reason why I bring that up and the reason why I ask you, Vanny, give you a chance to do that because you know Matt's going to keep on talking oh, even though never. he's not on the show. I can hear him from Cancun, dog. <laughs> you, you know that he's going to still send a message out there. And he did just that. He sent me a text message and he wanted me to, to read it, quote, verbatim okay. on the show. So let me tell you, Vandy, here what he said. And uh, I will get your reaction here because you know that guy can't stop talking with his, uh, his great, great run coming to an end in this round 13 despite having a spectacular fantasy mlr season so far so this yep. is this is his statement for the show he said unfortunately I, I am unable to be on the show this week but i wanted the people to know that i was so lucky this weekend to be able to volunteer for the fantasy rucker league charitable cause to help the lesser fortunate league members i had the opportunity to help a sorry young mlr fan who has been struggling to get wins i'm excited to get the opportunity to volunteer again for the charitable cause this weekend when i play rugby morning and talk about that guy you can't kick that guy down he might he might be uh on a little bit of a low here after coming off of a loss to you vanny but it sounds like he's still pretty confident yeah. heading into these playoffs you know what you know what? i'll take that one on the chin maddie that was uh that was pretty good <laughs> but uh it's just it's, it's hard to do when i don't see him in the face man there's something about Something about his face that just gets me going. <laughs> Something about his face. All right. Well, right. now that we got that all settled, we're going to break that down shortly here and the latest happenings here in the Fantasy Rutgers League and how that playoff race is getting out. But we do have some news and notes from across uh, Major League Rugby to get out of the way. Some pretty big news um, this late into the season, which is pretty exciting stuff. Um, we do first want to mention a big-time re-signing by the Dallas Jackals happening uh, happening over the week. Um, the Dallas Jackals announcing they are re-signing Sam Gala to a three-year contract extension. He was obviously picked first overall in 2022, uh, 2022's USMLR uh, collegiate draft. He's the clear front runner, oh, as yeah. quoted by uh, James Dealey of MLR Stats to be front runner rookie of the year. And I think we can all agree to that. That guy's been for getting, sure. I think, the most playing time for sure, without a doubt, um, with uh, the Dallas Jackals. I believe, I, and I'll pull up his fantasy stats right here, I believe he's started every single match that he's played in. Um, and, and he has done just that. I believe he's probably one of the only rookies in the league that has done that um he's having a little bit of a of a down we uh, a down uh past few matches so far but nonetheless as a rookie and as a guy that has acquired that second row eligibility early on in the season after expectations that he was going to be a back row player i mean 107.8 total fantasy points on the season pretty impressive for a, a second uh row player oh. um he's just in front of william tyler tyna in the rankings just behind taranga tiraway tokyo those are guys that we know have been scoring so much and to see sam Gala right up there in, in the top bunch there is is pretty cool to see dude i'm pretty i'm almost positive him i don't know if he's first or second but him and adrian boysen on us on uh the jackals are leading the league in tackles a rookie really? leading the league in tackles he's either first or second that's pretty crazy. That's pretty great. So, hey, you're going to have three more years of Sam Gala. He's definitely going to be a highly coveted pick when it comes to hey, our You like 20- it as a fan, not as a player. That's true. That is true. But, hey, uh, he's probably going to be one of the higher top-end second-row players in the 2024 fantasy MLR sure. season. Um, big-time uh, player and, and big-time performances so far in the 2023 year. Pretty cool to see. All right, shifting on here, a couple signings that we do got to catch up on as well. Uh, the Utah Warriors, Vandy, your Utah Warriors announcing a big signing here. Uh, Stefan Bernal went, um, and that was announced uh, 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 just a few days ago. Uh, the 6-1. 325 oh, no. pound prop he's a crossover athlete and i think this plays right in your wheelhouse vandy used to play football um uh with the uh the university of hawaii at uh, manoa um, he was an offensive lineman there and oh. now he's making the shift in sports here and using that big body weight to come over the mlr and see if he can make a difference here in the world of rugby hey welcome to the squad buddy i mean we got tons of depth on that on that front pack and just i'm glad to have another uh uh, big Hawaiian up there because man, they they build them different over there. I like, mean, it, it it's pretty fitting too, Vandy. He goes to your favorite team, right? He's a guy that is shifting over from a uh, from football to rugby. The same thing that you did from the fantasy standpoint, and he's a big man. You a big man? You gotta have right. some appreciation for that. That's right. I love you know what I for sure. The big man, they got a, they got a special place in my heart. That's for sure. 
All right. And then last uh, piece of news that I want to do mention is the NOLA Gold also making a signing with some of the injury stuff that they're facing in their front row. Had to make an emergency signing here. NOLA Gold adding Cam Falcon. Um, he's born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, 29 years old. Local. Uh, not, a, not not as big as Stefan Bernal went, uh, but still pretty big boy, 265 pounds. He did make a, 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 an emergency appearance here this past weekend on the NOLA Gold squad over that round 13 matchup against Sandy. Diego um so another signing not too sure if he's going to have any fantasy implication I'm not even too sure if uh Stefan Bernal went is going to have any fantasy implication especially towards the tail end of the season I'm not sure you can put that much trust in it but hey just some signings that are happening yeah. towards the tail end of the year that uh, are ones to keep an eye out for because you never know with some of these I mean there's a whole bunch of players that we thought weren't going to be really fantasy relevant heading into this year sure and enough. uh and they're definitely fantasy relevant uh after 13 weeks of play so just some signing there's to catch up on um and again the big news being that Sam Gall is returning to the Dallas Jackals for the next three years, which is pretty exciting. You know what? That's a that's a great news for the for the future of the Jackals too. As a fan, that that's the bright spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been a tough season for the Jackals, sitting fifth in the Western Conference, one and eleven in their uh, in their uh, uh, in their their record there. Um, but you, they're still trying to build a culture there, mm-hmm. and Sam Gall is obviously going to have a big, big part of that, um, being that first overall pick and trying to really establish something in the Dallas uh, rugby uh, system. And we'll see whether or not uh, they can do that over the next three years with him um, at the forefront of that, which is going to be pretty interesting stuff. All right, let's get to the, I, I know the, the the part that, Vandy, you probably are waiting for, but let's get to a little bit of a Commissioner Yee's League update and tell the people how the Fantasy Rutgers League is doing. All right, hear ye, hear ye, here is Commissioner Yi with the Fantasy Rutgers League update. And we mentioned at the top of the show, we mentioned it throughout this show, man, these playoff races. Trying to book that playoff ticket couldn't be any closer. And after a week, a round 13 that obviously had a lot on the line, even more is going to be on the line here in round 14. But let's set up here what happened in this past weekend that is setting up for such an exciting last week of regular season yep. fantasy MLR play. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. I mean, let, let's start it off the top, Andy, because we've already spoiled it. I mean, you came off with a big-time win against the guy that has been absolute rolling. He's been talking a lot of smack on this show for the entirety of the season. Had an 11-1 record heading into this uh, heading into this uh, this weekend. But, hey, you stopped that right in its tracks. I believe he went. Let me, let me, let me check here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven straight, I believe. Is it eleven straight weeks? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, that he's, seven, he's eight, Let me find out nine, where he lost here. Ten, oh, yeah. Ten. No, it's been ten straight weeks. Ten straight Ooh. weeks that Maddie was rolling. Two here. and a half months of domination. Two, two and a half months of domination, and you said none of that we're stopping it in round four i said book it last week i told you you, with the conor mcgregor voice you are dana white i chopped his head off i put it on your desk and i said there you go (laughs) and let's say that to set it up on how big this is is i mean you met uh maddie in round four and it was a little bit of a smacking the other way maddie winning that one 81.4 to 48.6 but you take this one the one that really does matter at least for you 92.1 92.1 to 59. And I believe that is uh, Matt's lowest point total of the season. Um, but I think even if he was able to put up a higher point total, he would have, you would have taken care of business because 92.1 points is that not something to joke about. Nope. Hey, you know what? After starting 0-4 to go 7-2 and in the last eight weeks or nine weeks, you know what? That's uh, – I, I got to pat my – you know what? Matt was talking all about his team in the past. I finally get my limelight. He gets to shut up. Sit in his jacuzzi or wherever he is on his business trip because he couldn't show up because he got smacked in the mouth. <laughs> and I will say, uh, there is a correlation there with one of your players that did show up after that month's time that we're going to oh. get into because he had oh. another big time oh. performance oh. that came in. Uh, Co and another guy. And that, uh and, and that was a big time uh, that obviously had a big time performance in this past round 13 that we'll get into as we break down the matches. But let's talk about some of the other fantasy matchups from around the league that also had obviously a big time impact on this fantasy playoff race. Uh, rugby morning. 
highest point total of the week out of all of our teams taking down the uh, the last year's fantasy MLR champion lads on tour who continues to struggle a little bit here but rugby morning takes this one 102.5 to 53.2 rugby morning now bumping up himself and trying to get into that top two uh, standing here in our league to get that first round by in our fantasy MLR playoffs a big time win with that 102.5 point total is going to do a big time uh, help with that uh, moving on to the next matchup rugby wrap up taking on Eagles overseas and rugby wrap up getting a big time win to keep himself in the playoff race 95.3 to 66.1 over the Eagles overseas uh, he'll uh, the rugby rack up crew and Matt McCarthy will definitely be happy to hear that and see that result there and see his name in that uh, that top six there for the playoffs. Dankus Anchors coming out with the biggest a big win here, 100 points, second highest point total of the week, taking down MLR All Access's team. Give me the loot, uh, who put up a point total of 66.7. And then MLR Stats, another big win. When Rugby Morning thought he could pull away in that second place ranking, MLR Stats responds with a 77.8 point performance, beating Stephen Lowen's Daryl Hippies, 66.4 point total, who uh, who has fallen off a little here towards the end of the season and, and officially is out of the playoff race and won't be able to book his ticket there, which is unfortunate to see. One of our biggest supporters, one of our biggest time fantasy MLR fans. It's my boy. Uh, now start looking ahead to uh, to next year. But now let's talk about those standings. All right, we got it out of the way quickly. Obviously, we mentioned it last week. Maddie's rock and roll team already clinched the playoffs. Already clinched that number one spot with that eleven and two record. Now um, he had the eleven one record last week that was able to get that. Um, he's now not the only one that is sitting with a total fantasy point total of, of over a thousand points. But man, seeing him, it's he's still a force to be reckoned with. But hey, you said that it can be done, and I think Vandy, you're giving a little bit of a hope to the people. That this fantasy MLR playoff is not written in the books as of yet. Coming up right next, and we have almost a playoff race within a playoff race because, like we said, that's uh, top two spots in our fantasy Rutgers league are going to get that first round by, which is pretty big. Yeah. Um, and we have Rugby Morning and MLR Stats duking it out to get that second spot. Both of them have an eight and five record right now. Rugby Morning sits in the two spot over MLR Stats in the three because of point total, and that point total is tight, only mm -hmm. around twenty five points that are really uh, that are really deciding that. So that could quickly change here coming up in round fourteen. And then we got a race. Cool. We got a race for the last three spots in the playoffs. Uh, I will say Rugby Morning, MLR Stats, they have clinched their spots in the playoffs. They're just duking out, like we said, at that top two spot. But Dankus Anchors, the rucking goat, your team, Vandy, Rugby Wrap-Up, sitting in those last three playoff spots with a 7-6 and six record. You're sitting pretty there right now. But right behind in the seventh spot and the eighth spot with a 6-7 and seven record, who could jump up here and could take one of those last couple remaining uh, fantasy playoff spots after this week. Lads on tour in seven, Eagles overseas in eight. Man, that's five teams heading into this last week that are all vying for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that was a big win, like I said, over JJ two weeks ago. But the thing that might hurt Mike is uh, the points for total. That, uh, you know, at 867, he's going to have to have a massive week, even if he gets a win, you know, to get basically 100 more points than everybody else. But, I mean, you know, JJ's right there. J he could take any of our spots here. So, I mean, this is awesome. This is – I mean, this is, why, this is why you play, man. Like, this is awesome. Exactly. And I know uh, Bill Baker at Eagles overseas, uh, he'll be thinking anything is possible. As Kevin Garnett says, um, hey, maybe you need to beat the next guy by 100 points. Oh, hey, maybe we see our first 200 point week. I'm not going to I'm not going to put it out there. Anything's possible. right? Yeah. Anything's possible. I uh, will see. But yeah, it's coming down the wire. And again, in the ninth spot, Stephen Lowen's Feral Hippies with a four and nine record. Tough season for him. Uh, obviously, um, uh, uh, coming off of a, 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 a pretty OK first inaugural fantasy MLR season. Um, he'll look towards 2024 now. And then obviously MLR All Access. Um, they they've been trying here. They've been trying here. But I guess every league needs their Dallas Jackals. Every need every league needs their Chicago Hounds. Every league needs their Toronto Arrows. And I guess MLR All Access this year at least, um, as they are learning this fantasy MLR thing, uh, they're that team for us in the fantasy Rutgers league. But yeah, it, it's getting tidier, Vandy. And uh, this round fourteen is probably going to be one of the most exciting rounds that we've ever seen here in fantasy major league rugby. Oh yeah, you know what. Like I said, this is why you do it, man. This is this is what makes it fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's shift on to the round 13 matches that lended itself to these crazy results that have created this whole 
level of spiciness when it comes to the uh, the fantasy MLR playoff race. It was an exciting weekend, jam-packed weekend after getting through by Mageddon, um, where we obviously had not many teams playing and it was a struggle for a lot of our fantasy uh, MLR teams to try to put out a lineup there to try to get these point totals up. Got through it, and they got uh, they got a nice little gift of a full slate of six matchups, all twelve teams playing this week. So we got to get through it all. Let's start off with the first matchup of the uh, of the weekend: the Toronto Arrows taking on Rugby Atlanta in Toronto. And hey, pretty exciting matchup. At the beginning, you thought that Rugby Atlanta was really running away with things here, but Toronto Arrows responding. Um, a, a couple of uh, Rugby Atlanta errors kind of allowed them to do that, but nonetheless, they take advantage and they end this one with a thirty-four to thirty-four draw. But hey. There were some fantasy performers to be had in this matchup that uh, that definitely you maybe not weren't expecting uh, with the Toronto Air side as usual, as they've obviously been struggling this season. But in this one, um, some pretty solid stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, it was a. I think it came down to a penalty kick right at the end to tie it. But uh, you know, it looked like Atlanta was going to run away with it for a bit there, and then it was uh, the boot by I can't remember who, purely mishandled. Let Avery Ogman yep. just get the easy one left the door open and then and then uh um who else had a big try uh i think mitch richardson yeah had mitch a richardson. massive try too yep. tied it up and then it was just then it was a game then it got you know really interesting yeah absolutely and well let's let's talk about it. you mentioned the name and he's probably one of the the performers of this matchup mitch richardson oh, sure. um he had a, a big time performance in this one um he's a guy that we said was probably uh pretty good to pick up this week and he responded uh with a 17.4 fantasy point performance against rugby atlanta over the weekend 81 meters gained 16 tackles add a Huge try game. in there as well this guy's now gone three straight weeks uh with double digit point performances he's coming off the big time performance in round 11 after being in the bye week last week with a 27.4 performance comes up with this week with a 17.4 point performance uh pr pretty solid stuff here yep. for uh for mitch richardson which is uh which is cool to see and yeah he's sitting there in the in the waiver wire right now and it's gonna be interesting to see whether or not he's one of the guys that people look at um in this round to see whether or not uh they can maybe buy someone a ticket here literally with some five dollars um into into the playoff race which should be he just feels like one of those guys and it's purely just because he's on the arrows but he just feels like one of those guys as soon as somebody bids the money lines him in he's just that's when he puts up a seven or something which isn't bad but you know what i mean it, it just feels know. like and, it, and, and you're right though it is the toronto arrows kind of curse it's the it, trap it the... like it, it feels that way at least Sure, 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 sure. Uh, some other guys on the Toronto Arrows side. I mean, Deshaun Bowen looked uh, not too bad. 13.3 point performance there. Full game played. Scores the try. Nine tackles. 51 meters gained for him. Um, other try scores in this one. Avery Oideman, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, he scored the try to kind of save his fantasy point performance night. Yep. And then Ross Brody coming off the bench, scoring a try as well. I, and I, I will mention, too, as we get into all these matchups, I, I will say there were some kind of weird lineup decisions being made in this week particularly i saw guys that were starting this week on all the teams that were kind of like ah those aren't your 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 usual guys that obviously is going to have the trickle down effect to fantasy mlr because these are guys that you've been relying on ross brody's obviously uh one of the few nines that you can really depend upon for a week in and week out kind of performance for him to come off the bench kind of makes it tough uh but nonetheless he still found a way scoring a try in this one um, against Rugby Atlanta, and then shifting over to Rugby Atlanta side, hey, we had we had some a lot of big time performers in this one. I mean, Jack Shaw. Um, we mentioned that he was a, a guy that is, that is picking it up and a guy that you want to possibly have a have a look at, and and he's uh, sitting in our free agency as well. Uh, he comes off with a big uh, performance, thirteen point four points, a try, sixty two meters gained, um, and then uh, some other guys, uh, Martin Talapusi, getting into the triple digit numbers when it comes to meters gained. Um, always good to see that. And, and get those con, uh, consistent numbers from that. Uh, a 15.2 point performance in this one, 83 minutes played, 101 meters gained. Doesn't even need to try to hit that 15 point mark. And then we also have Will Leonard, who yeah. was pretty solid in this one. As he could have well. had an assist on top of that too. But... Could have had the assist, 13.2 points, 113 meters gained, and only 65 minutes played. Had mm -hmm. eight tackles to add on to that. So um, on that Rugby Atlanta side, definitely some key fantasy performers as well. And some guys were pretty close. I mean, Tarangatira, why Tokyo has been playing mm -hmm. well. He had 86 meters gained in this one. Austin White, 77 meters gained. Um, Ruida Biddle coming off the bench scores a try too. Uh, so uh, pretty interesting stuff when it yep. comes to uh, to this Toronto Arrows Rugby Atlanta matchup that you thought maybe wouldn't have as much fantasy, 
you know, impact when it comes to like, picking out these key players. And it's probably a reason why the, a lot of these guys like Mitch Richardson and like Jack Shaw are still in our free agency. But nonetheless, mm -hmm. they pulled through uh, uh, this week, at least from a fantasy standpoint. All right, sifting over to the next match of the weekend. And, and Vandy, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one because I know you like talking about your boys. Uh, the Utah Warriors taking on the Dallas Jackals in the Lone Star State. They come away with a big-time victory, 36-26. to 26. And I will say, though, you guys came out hot. You guys came out looking good. Typical Utah know, fashion, I, man. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's a Utah thing it's or a, if it's Utah a Dallas thing. thing. But Dallas is finding a way to kind of trickle their way back and making it a lot closer than what it appeared to be, making it just a 10-point difference here against your boys. Nah, it's the same thing we always do, man. It, it, we, it's the hot start. Even the announcer kind of ta or touched on it. It's the hot start followed by these weird lulls in defense. And, and what it is is when we're backed up, instead of just uh, – playing good d we always try and poach that ball and i mean dallas i i don't think i was ever scared of the comeback because I, I think we kind of let the foot off the gas a bit you could see it but all in all great game Connor mcleod he had three tries he, he played great but none of those tries you know really they kind of like at least two of them fell in his lap he didn't have to go through a single defender uh joe mono looked good out there joel hodgson always he's you know Seems to be like the heartbeat of this team, even though it's his first year. Looks great. Caleb McAnee, though, he looked yeah, he yeah. looked fast as usual, man. I I don't know what we do without that guy. He breaks so much ground. It's unbelievable. For sure. And and racking up three triceps using that speed in oh, his and, and those are all those fantastic. are the guys that I want to mention from a fantasy performance. We'll start off. Uh I got I mean, we gotta start off with Connor McLeod and what yep. he was able to do from from the nine position there. Beautiful. Um, uh, looking great. I mean, you're it, right. It was his I support think... lines, man. Exactly. You know, I, I don't want to sit here and say he didn't do anything. You, you got to have your support lines, but he looked, you know, he looked like he was just in the spot. He was having yeah. one of those games where he's in the perfect spot. Boom, boom, boom. It was, you know, really good play. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is by far his best performance yeah. of the year, breaking that 20 point mark with those three tries. In. And when you get that from the nine position in fantasy, NFL, oh my God, really, you're going to have a hard time uh, finding a way to lose that week. 59 meters gained, three tries, four tackles in, in a full 80 minute match. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty impressive stuff by Connor McLeod. But like you said, um, not necessarily uh, him, you know, creating those tries yep. on his own but yeah he found those support lines he was in the right, right place at the right time and you got to put yourself in the position uh to to be in those scoring positions and he did just that in the matchup and hey racked up three tries in it and that's got to say something you don't just score three tries by accident um and then we will switch on over to joe mono because yeah like you mentioned huh. joe mono uh he he's been doing great and i mean uh when you look at the the total fantasy uh, uh total fantasy rankings out of all the players here joe mono is one of those guys like we mentioned earlier in the show that we really didn't predict to have really any um, big time, you know, fantasy impact when it comes to being in the top tier players. But this is a guy that's in our top five. He's right now yep. fifth overall in all of our fantasy MLR player rankings, 158.9 total fantasy points on the season. And this week he added to that, the, uh, that big time total 20.1 fantasy points, two tries, 81 meters gained five tackles. Joe Mono is, is one of those guys that he, he he's a steal of this fantasy MLR season. For sure. And a centerpiece of the team. He's leading, he's leading Utah in fantasy points. I mean, Cruze, McNee, they're not far behind, but Mono is just that guy who just game in, game out scores big time tries yeah, and absolutely. almost single hand, like on that wing, just unbelievably fast too. between him and McNee, that That's a tough combo. And that's the epitome, Joe Mono, really, when you're looking down his stats, really the epitome of what a back three player should be yep. doing and is even more reliable on that. So when you bring that reliability into that back three position – on top of having those explosive weeks, there's no, there's, there's no, no surprise on why mm -hmm. he's a top five player among some of those center players, among some of those guys that are just as consistent. I mean, the lowest point total that he scored on the season so far is eight point two back in round one. Yeah. Ever since then, uh, I mean, he's coming back to back week with double digit point performances. He had that big time performance hat trick performance back in round six that gave him thirty five point six points. Um, he scored double digits in uh, in in five of the past six rounds. Um, yeah, Joe Mono is is a guy 
guy that definitely is uh, is has been impressing here, especially from oh, a fantasy sure. standpoint in this 2023 season. And then, yeah, we got to mention Caleb McAnany, like you mentioned, showing that speed, showing what he can do with his feet, showing what he can do with his playmaking ability um, from that fullback position. 116 meters gained, three try assists, three tackles in that full 88, uh, 81 minutes played, 19.5 fantasy points on the season. He's another guy that has scored uh, a double-digit points in four of the past five weeks, and he was damn close in that round nine matchup with 9.9 fantasy points. And yeah, Caleb McEnany is, is a guy that is, again, really stable for the being a back three player, and he shows it on the field. For sure. All right, shifting over to the Dallas Jackals side. I mean, we got to love when big players, or I should say physically big players, and I'm particularly talking about front row players, cool. having big-time matchups. And, and Juan Pablo Zeiss, yeah, yeah. He, he had a big-time performance in this one, took advantage, two tries, 53 meters gained, uh, looking good in this one, 19.4 fantasy points for him. And then you look at uh, another front rower on Dallas doing really well, Nicholas Revel-Pitt, uh, 44 meters gained, a try, um, and, and, you know, Playing, playing really, really solid for the Dallas Jackals. 11 fantasy points is his highest point total of the season. His last highest coming in round five with 10.6. But yeah, 55 minutes gained, seven tackles, or 55 minutes played, scoring that try, like we mentioned, 44 meters gained, and having those seven tackles. Um, again, just like we said for the scrum half position, when you're getting big-time performances, when you're getting that from the front row position, especially non-hookers, oh. um, that, that that is definitely huge. Um, and then I will also mention Marcos Maroney as well. Yeah. He's a guy that that uh that uh showed up in this one 14.9 fantasy points 95 meters gained a try in 64 minutes played for the dallas jackals yeah and then the other like one guy i want to highlight too for the jackals is conrad orura he had an unbelievably good game uh i don't think he i don't think he got a try but probably over 100 meters ran i think he was their tackle leader of the day he looked really good out there he's scary for a back row guy getting uh i think he's back row yeah, back row player. He got 17 tackles. You're 17 right, tackles, there. yeah. Uh, led the team in tackles there. 13.8 fantasy points, 97 meters gained. So not quite triple digits, but damn close to yep. it. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, again, the epitome of a back row player. They might not be scoring that try, yep. but they are around the ball. They carry the ball. They get those meters gained, and they also add tackles on top of that, which makes them very dependable. Conrad Arura was definitely one of those guys in this past week. All right, shifting over to the next matchup of the weekend. We're talking about the San Diego Legion taking on the New Orleans Gold and Legion continuing to show why they are the number one team uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, uh, determined by most people out there as of right now, as we go into round 14 as the best team in the MLR, uh, 26 to 12. It was a little bit close there in yep. the beginning. Nola kind of keeping up with it. But then again, San Diego, just it's it's too much too often. And, and San Diego is one of those teams that also had uh, kind of some interesting lineup decisions uh, uh, in this one. I mean, uh, we're talking about My, Mikey Teo didn't play, Nanu didn't play um, yeah. in this one, or I should say didn't start. Yeah, Mikey. Oh uh, yeah, Maananu wasn't there. Um, so interesting. There, well, Huli came off the bench. You had you had your 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 staple guys there. Nate Oxberger was still playing, yep. um, but uh, he didn't really show up in this one. The guys who did show up, and we got to give a shout out to the our our friend of the show, Mike Smith, who might big become- try, my man. Big try, and he comes off ever since he started starting. Obviously, he returned in round 11, didn't start in that one, but after the two last rounds in round 12, round 13, and both the games he started, over 19 fantasy points yep. scored in round 13, 19.7 with 14 tackles, 55 meters gained, one try. That's exactly what you were looking for when you put down the big bucks for Mike Smith when the announcement was made that he was returning to the San Diego Legion, and he's looking like he is paying off. I don't think they expected these massive tries he's getting. Jeez. That's true. He I mean, is we blowing through guys, man. We expected him to be obviously that tackle machine That's, that we yep. expected him to be. But hey, he's he's adding the scoring ability on top of that, and yep. definitely fantasy uh, league uh, team uh, league managers are definitely not uh, complaining about that. Another guy in this one that had a big time matchup, Dan Pryor from yep. the back row position as well. Sixteen point eight fantasy points, forty one meters gained, a try, twenty four tackles. 24 wow. in this one in 67 minutes played uh pretty crazy stuff there and then also we got to mention tn lutz for the san diego legion stepping up in this one as well um he had a, a pretty big time performance uh with the 18.4 total fantasy points uh tally 81 minutes played 99 meters gain a try there and 10 tackles on top of that so obviously um you know maybe not your typical guys like nate oxberger stepping up that we've seen all season long but tn lutz stepping up in this one mike smith stepping up in this one and dan Pry- 
Fire stepping up in this one for the San Diego Legion. And then when you shift over to the Nola Gold side, again, kind of same story. Not really the guys that you expect. JP Duplessis, not really on um, a big impact in this one, but guys that did have a big impact. You look at Jordan Jackson Hope, 13 yeah. tackles, 190 meters gain. Um, that, that that's pretty impressive stuff. He's obviously a guy um, that uh, that has had three straight weeks of really solid fantasy performances. Coming off a 22 fantasy point performance in round 12, he racks up 15.8 in this one with 109 meters gained, 13 tackles in 81 minutes played. Um, Aaron Matthews looks solid in this one uh, with the try and the 62 meters. Malcolm May was good. Um, but again, not really kind of your your typical guys that are stepping up in this one. Um, Luke Campbell really didn't do much in this no. one. Um, uh, but I will mention Jordan Trainer returning 90 meters gained, a try assist, three tackles there. Pretty solid stuff here. But again, Nola just having a hard time to piece it together. Yeah. And they find themselves after what was a, kind of a, a brief stint where they kind of picked up hot midway through the season. They're tapering off here. Obviously, some of that due to injury. But still, they find themselves kind of falling behind here in this Eastern Conference MLR race, which is, I guess, disappointing for all NOLA Gold fans out there to see. I know Matt had his prediction of him, them winning the MLR championship. Yeah. Looks like that uh, that may be a little bit uh, slim. First couple weeks, he looked like he was going to be right. Yeah, no kidding. No, no kidding. All right, let's go on to the next matchup here. Uh, the Seattle Seawolves taking on the Houston Sabercats in Houston and Seattle. Coming away with win, 34 to wow. 17, but it didn't look like that way for, no. for much of for the beginning of it, at least. Obviously, Houston pulling away ahead early in the matchup. But then, I mean, uh, we got we to talk about it. It seemed like Lyanna Futi and and uh, and some of the playmakers there, AJ Alatimu, Jordan yeah. Shade, they figured out a, a a formula there, at least at the Houston. Aerial Sabre attack, Cats man. Like... Um, yeah, those grubber kicks right through uh, to, to Lyanna Futi. I mean, uh, really uh, did the trick in him being able to rack up a hat-trick try performance. Mm -hmm. And I will say, though, I do have to give some credit to the Aviva Stadium's really large end zones. Because yeah. there were some borderline ones where they were going pretty deep. And if it wasn't, though, I don't think end zones um, are typically that long, especially in international stadiums uh, and their tri zones not being that big. I don't think this would have been the case. So I wanted to ask you about that because sure. of how big they were. And there's no, like, I know like MLB, they have di all stadiums have different depth of field. Like some, some are longer than others. Is there like a minimum maximum? For the MLR, um, I have to I have to look into that. I know for MLR, it's a little bit tricky um, because uh, not everybody has their own independent not everyone has arena, their own sta a stadium. Um, I do believe that it is pretty. Um, uh, it, it is. It's interesting. I don't know if there's a standard. I've seen bigger ones. I've seen smaller ones, yep. especially when when you're playing at here. Um, you know, I think the typical is around, you know, 12 yards, but I've seen smaller, I've seen bigger, yep. especially in the MLR, like we mentioned. But yeah, like we said, Lion of Foodie really taking advantage of that in this one. So why don't we talk about him anyways and talk about what he was able to do from a fantasy standpoint, because um, obviously with a three-try performance, it's going to be big time. 23.7 fantasy points, three tries, 72 meters gained, and a full 82 minutes played. Add five tackles on top of that. Pretty impressive stuff. And obviously, like we mentioned, they found the formula for that. Yeah. I also want to mention Martin Iasefo as well. He did solid in this matchup too. 14.1 uh, fantasy points, 83 meters gained, a try in there in another full 82 minutes played. Uh, and then uh, you got to got to give credit to another try score, Sammy Manoa as well. Um, but yeah, really Seattle clawing their way back in this one to uh, to to come away with the win. And then when you look at the Houston Sabercats side, I mean, Lourdes Vanderskiff, it's, yeah. uh, it's good to see him uh, back in. In, in, in the fantasy relevancy, um, he was able to get a 13.9 fantasy point performance here in this one, 71 meters gain. His first try scored since the very first round of the MLR season. He also added six tackles on well. This is his first double-digit performance since round six after he was away for a little bit of time there with injury. Um, so Lourdes Vanderskiff back in the try column there. And then I will mention as well, Christian Dyer, pretty solid as well. One try, 55 meters gained and two tackles. Um, and then Joe Tafetti as well. Um, obviously, he was a mid-season signing that people had a lot of hope for for him coming in. You know, did it did, uh, comes away with another nine point performance, adds the try there, kind of like what you want to see for a hooker front row position. Um, Joe Tofetti, maybe he'll be a little bit, a uh, little bit stable moving forward, but we'll, we'll, we'll see whether or not uh, uh, Houston is able to use him as they should when it comes to that. 
So, all right, let's now shift on over to another uh, high-scoring matchup between the New England Free Jacks and Old Glory DC. New England traveling to the nation's capital uh, to to take on their Eastern Conference rivals, uh, but New England just just too much for Old Glory DC. Uh, Forty-two to twenty-four final score. New England really pulling away with it early on. Old Glory kind of clawing themselves back, and then some late errors at the end really sealed the deal for the New England Free Jacks, and they were able to to get on top of it here. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's really two teams to beat here in the MLR. We talked about the San Diego Legion. New England seems to be that team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I mean, I think they said that uh, the Free Jacks only let up 22 tries so far through however many weeks we're at now. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Their defense shows why. They're a tough defense. They, they're hard-nosed like that. It's the same reason the front pack's so good. They just... They're physical. They're gritty. They get in the hard areas. They work hard. They're an awesome team to watch, man. Having a slice of them, I mean, you're pumped about it. They put up big numbers, like kind of week in, week out. Yeah. I mean, third highest, third highest point four. Uh, total in the entire league and obviously that's going to translate very well to fantasy mlr and then yeah to your point vandy from the defensive standpoint least amount of points scored against them 186 the next closest team uh is the san Diego legion and seattle seals who are obviously on top of their conference yep. standings with 222 but that's a that's an almost 40 point margin that they have on the next closest team and yeah that just goes to show you they don't allow many points um so let's start bringing down some of these fantasy uh players i mean why on karate was the big time performer in this one two tries uh, 77 meters gained, 17 tackles, 22.8 total fantasy points. Obviously taking advantage of some of the set piece play there as well. Yeah. But again, that consistency from that back row position to throw up 17 tackles, pretty solid. Um, and I will talk about a guy, Vandy. We talked about big time reason why you were able to come away with the win this week and really has been a big time on why you've been able to go on a little stretch here. But the guy that you were able to select in that first round is seeming to be paying off ever yep. since he returned um, 18 Point four fantasy points in round 13 105 meters gained didn't even need to score a try but 13 tackles two try assists there as well he scored double digit fantasy points in every single match that he's played except for one in round 11 and even in that one he was able to get 7.1 fantasy points larue milan man it must feel good to have a guy like that on your team oh yeah for sure i mean i was complaining a lot about him when he was gone but i'm glad he's here yeah, other, other guys, Reese McDonald looking pretty solid in this one from the fullback position. Uh, he was able to have a pretty solid fantasy performance, 18.2 fantasy points, 88 meters gained a try in 69 minutes played. Uh, pretty solid stuff, and it's good to see. I always Patros I mean, was good off the boot, too. Patros was good off the boot, taking advantage of all those tries that being scored. Six uh, uh, conversion kicks, I believe he was perfect yep. on the day um, for that as well. And then and then shifting over uh, to, to hey, his, one his... sec though, we got to put some respect on my boy. Yogurt got a big boy try in there. Hold it, get a big boy try. You're always gonna have a special. Uh, he's a got special a soft spot in my heart, man. Exactly. It was your very first nine that you said. Right. Yeah, to the to that point though, to talking about nines, there's always gonna be a little bit of bias, obviously, from me and Matt as being former nines. But John Poland, I'm um, always good to see nine score uh, scoring a try. I guess both of them scoring tries in this one. Yeah. Eleven point seven fantasy points for Poland, thirty seven meters gain and try and a try assist. Uh just pulling up Potros's number here. With those kicks, I mean, this is what you want to see from a, a fly half, giving you those consistent numbers with those six conversion kicks, 10.9 fantasy points on the day. And then when you look at the Old Glory DC side, um, I mean, some pretty, pretty big numbers. And I think the guy that I want to kind of point out first here is Nico Jones, because Nico Jones, um, obviously a new signing by the, the Old Glory DC squad um, in, in, I believe, heading into round 12. Um, on the bench for round 12, not making an appearance, but he starts in round 13, 120 meters gained, eight tackles, a try assist, 19.4 fantasy points. We've talked about his, obviously, his his high-level um, uh, uh, rugby pedigree that he comes from, uh, but Nico Jones showing that he can get it done here in the MLR, and he might be another one of those guys that was kind of those mid-late signings that a team acquires that may have some big-time fantasy impact moving forward, especially into playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if you got a free spot, he's a good guy to like fill that fill that hole for sure. Yeah, um, I believe the money was dropped down on him uh, by I want to say Rugby Morning. He was able oh, to did get he get his hands on him? Yeah, a few weeks back, but nonetheless, he may be paying off. Um, uh, another couple guys here that I want to mention from Old Glory DC side, uh, Fallen Schultz um, continues to be pretty solid. Again, one of those consistent back row guys coming off of a down performance in round twelve. Obviously, that was highlighted beside the fact that. 
they only played one half in that matchup against Dallas, but this one bouncing back 13.7 fantasy points. If you take that halftime, uh, that half, half game, I should say, against the Dallas Jaguars in round 12. He has gone one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight weeks of double-digit points. Um, Jamison Final Schultz, 13.7 points in this one, 54 meters gained, a try in 81 minutes played, and you tack on 11 tackles on top of that. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty solid stuff from the captain of Old Glory DC. Third and Palomo looks pretty solid to 111 meters gain in this one and six tackles. Um, and Nick Suchon, uh, another one of those front rowers, hooker position, getting uh, taking advantage of the set piece play, scoring a try, 39 meters gain and a try as well. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Old Glory DC falling short in this one by a pretty significant margin, 42 to 24. Uh, all right, shifting on over to the other couple matches here to wrap up round 13, uh, having a look at uh, now, uh, or I should say the last matchup heading into round 13 uh the new york iron workers taking on the chicago hounds and it was close it almost oh. looked like chicago <laughs> was gonna come away with their second victory in their franchise's Dude, history they should at home. but sam windsor coming clutch at the end uh with with that that conversion kick i believe that uh that really sealed the deal for the new york iron workers yeah did um, luke cardi miss his his penalty at the end of the game yeah, yeah so <laughs> Tough, tough, tough. But yeah, it was a back and a back and forth affair. Pretty tight. Chicago leading uh, at half, I believe, ten to seven. Uh, but New York getting it done. And and there was a there was a familiar face on this squad that helped you out once again too, Vandy. That's had a had a big time fantasy point performance. Andrew Coe on the New go, York Ironworkers, friend go, of the show. Go, Another go. big time performance. One try, hundred and forty six meter gain, four tackles. And this is a guy that has been shooting up the rankings as of late. Two back to back twenty plus point point performances uh 21.3 in round 13 uh just like you vandy getting hot at just the right time yes sir uh, at least for your fantasy squad which is pretty solid um outside that i mean not other it was a kind of a a, a physical low scoring game for the most part um not many other uh big time performers i mean you look at Fasafuatai was able to to get some pretty solid numbers with 76 meters gained eight tackles there in 82 minutes played but again not that much and then dylan fawcett the other try scorer in this one uh, taking advantage, obviously, of that Ironworker set piece. And then you shift on over to the Chicago Hounds side of things. Julian Dominguez, uh, the, the the lone try scorer in this one uh, for the Chicago Hounds, obviously, in addition to that penalty try that the Chicago Hounds received, um, he was able to uh, put up a pretty reputable uh, point performance in a fantasy way this week. 16.9 fantasy points, 93 meters gained, a try, and seven tackles on top of that. But, hey, New York Ironworkers squeaking their way past the Chicago Hounds, and, hey, boost them up to the second place in the Eastern Conference. And uh, for the most part, and obviously the Eastern Conference are kind of eating each other up. The the race is down to the wire for those top, uh, uh, at least I should say the second and third spots uh, for the playoffs in an MLR sense. It's down to the wire between two and five from New York, Old Glory, Rugby Atlanta, and even the Nola Gold there right in the fighting there. But hey, New York right now sitting atop uh, at that six and six record with 32 total points so far in the standings. Yeah, I'm looking more at Utah trying to take over Houston, man. I know, and it's fun, man. It it is interesting, and and why don't we talk about that after this round thirteen? Uh, yeah, the standings, just like our fantasy MLR standings, it, it's tight as heck. I mean, like we mentioned, San Diego Legion at the top of the West, the New England Free Jacks at the top of the East, really looking like it's going to stay that way. Um, New England more so has that kind of solidified. San Diego kind of has some uh, some solid teams on their coattails. Seattle. Um, Houston, Utah, obviously there as well. Not too far behind, but Seattle being that main threat there. Um, but yeah, it, it's tight. I mean, you got Seattle, Houston, Utah fighting it out for for those uh, the last two spots there in the Western Conference. And like I mentioned, uh, it's a it's a four team race for those two three spots with the Ironworkers, Old Glory DC, Rugby Atlanta, Nola Gold, um, which is pretty exciting stuff. With uh, five weeks left to play in this MLR season, so uh, pretty solid stuff. Emulating or simulating or mirroring, I should say, what we're seeing here in our fantasy Rutgers League fantasy mlr playoff race and then um i want to shift on as we head into this last week and obviously we're going to break this down more in the offseason and reveal some of these top players because man it's been shocking seeing some of these uh some of the, these names that are in our top fantasy mlr player list because a lot of these guys are not guys that we had predicted were going to be up there heading into the season but let's lay it out all for for our listeners and and our viewers and our league members on who is right now sitting atop 
of our fantasy MLR player rankings. JP Duplessis, even after the the non-fantasy point performance in round 13, still sits atop of our fantasy rankings with 188.9 fantasy points. Nate Osberger, right behind him, 184.8. Another uh, uh, another guy that really didn't have that great of a, a point performance in this past weekend. And, th- and this is what kind of highlights. What's funny is obviously both of these guys, and it's really why Matt is sitting 11-2 in the Fantasy Rockers League because he has both of these guys on his roster. After these two guys, even after having down performances in round 13, are still 20 points ahead of the next fantasy player. So there's pretty big drop off there. But the next guy Crazy. is being Davy Davy Coatser with 165.1 fantasy points in the third spot. Dan Creel 159, and then Joe Mono, like we mentioned earlier in the show, with 158.9 fantasy points to round out the top five. And then from five to ten, Jordan Jackson Hope up there, Wyan Conradi, Andrew Coe, uh, Paula Paula Balakena, and then Mikey Teo in there as well. So those are our top ten head, uh, heading into our final round of the fantasy MLR regular season. Going to be interesting to see how that shakes up here after uh, the last week of regular season fantasy play. So it should be an interesting one. All right. Hey, whoo! A lot of games, man. That was a lot to break down. But, man, it it lended itself to an exciting round 13, which is going to set up just like we mentioned earlier in the show, an even more exciting round 14 and and our final week of of fantasy MLR regular season play. Um, We're going to break down and and preview some of those matchups. But first, I want to talk a little bit about waiver wire here, Vandy, because... It's kind of interesting, obviously, as we got towards the tail end of the season, after there was those flurry of rankings that happened kind of midway through or towards the second third of the season, really not much more activity here. It was it was big, obviously, for the waiver wire through by Mageddon, trying to get some guys that were slowing through lineups. But I think there's going to be an interesting approach here. And we talked about this before we, we started recording here about kind of the mindset heading into some of these waiver wires now. Obviously, there's a couple guys that we want to mention. Are you going to take the risk on Mitch Richardson? He's a guy that obviously has been performing for a Toronto Aero squad three straight weeks of double-digit fantasy point performances, back-to-back weeks with a try. He might be a guy that you have a flyer. But I get that sentiment. I get that feeling of, oh, is I'm going to pick this guy up, I'm going to slot him in my lineup, and he's going to be the reason why I don't make fantasy playoffs because he has a dud performance in round 14. The history says that it's not going to happen according to how he's been recently playing, but you never know. Fantasy can be unpredictable like that, especially fantasy MLR. Yeah, I think one guy, if you just just in case you never know what the playoffs are going to hold, is a guy like Sam Windsor. Fly half. Sometimes he takes the boot. He's not going to blow your, you know, he's not going to win you a week. But I mean, the fly half, uh, scrum half position, that's one that, you know, you kind of come up with question marks sometimes. And and, and buys aren't done. You know, there's going to be more yeah. buys even through our playoffs. And then we touched on it. The, uh, our, our team's going to sit certain players or our team's going to, you know, uh, sit guys now that they're in a great spot is new England is San Diego. As, as it comes down, are they going to start sitting some of their better guys for their playoffs? And that's what this week was kind of alluding to. I'm not sure it's going to be something that we see moving forward here for the rest of the weeks. I'm not too sure it was just an odd week, but I think that's my point being in this, in this waiver wire segment outside of Mitch Richardson, who, I'm going to expect that someone is going to put maybe not big time money, but maybe some money here to pick him up. And again, I will remind all of our, our, our league members and, and even for those of you who are interested in hopefully playing fantasy MLR um, in the near future here in terms of strategy and how, how you approach these things, your fab budget, there's there's at this point in the season there really is no point in saving your fab budget right once the season ends once playoff ends especially if you're not if if you're in a playoff race right now right you're one of these guys in our fantasy ruckers league that are searching for that you know four five six spot to get into playoffs you got to get there first and if you're sitting there and you didn't make playoffs because you didn't drop some fab budget here on a guy that may have helped you this week you're going to be kicking yourself. So, hey, go all in. If it's going to get you a better chance of getting a win this weekend and getting yourself into the fantasy playoffs, do it. Because there, there's no point in saving that fab budget. It goes all, uh, it goes away at the end of the season. It's not like it carries over to 2024. So, Mitch Richardson might be one of those guys that you want to do that for. 
And again, another guy that I want to quickly mention, Jack Shaw as well. I mean, coming uh, four straight weeks with double-digit fantasy point performances. Looks like he's starting to solidify himself in that starting lineup. He has started uh, uh, in the back-to-back weeks here for uh, Rugby Atlanta. 19.2 in round 12, 13.4 in round 1, uh, or round 13, I should say. He's playing the full 80 minutes. That's a guy that you may also want to have a, a close look at. And and those are guys, I know back three players are kind of easier to come by. Mitch Richardson does have that center eligibility that may help you out a little bit there as well. But my point being, outside of those guys, I'm not sh- I'm not too sure how many guys are going to be, be being claimed in this one. But I think what is going to have an emphasis this week is going to be the free agency period. Looking at these lineups, looking at who's who's starting for these teams, because like we we like we kind of previewed or like what we saw in round 13, we may start seeing some changes, especially with these better teams of not maybe starting some of the guys that you would expect to start. Maybe it was an off week to get some of these guys rest, but keep an eye out on those starting lineups that are revealed as we get closer to those matches. And it will be the free agent period, guys being on top of that and making those pickups um, heading into this week that may be pretty solid because obviously you want to make sure that you're having guys in your lineup that are starting and are going to play a majority of those minutes, especially if a guy that you do have, for example, let's say you had Ross Burrow in round 13 who didn't end up starting you want to make sure that you're able to kind of get that backup in and know that hey i can't depend on ross brody this week it's gonna be interesting um but that really again not much else there on the waiver wire as we approach this tail end of the season and this last week of fantasy mlr play so should be an interesting one um all right well let's quickly talk into it now uh, of this exciting round 14 and, and and what is to come here vandy because we do got some big time matchups here coming up in round 14 um again it all comes down to this this is the last week of play this is what's going to book someone's ticket into the fantasy. Oh, baby. So I'm by this week and a pretty tough one. Yeah. No San Diego Legion and no New York Ironworkers. Two of the top teams in the MLR. Yep. Two teams that have pretty solid players when it comes to fantasy performers. Obviously, San Diego, a huge, huge loss for some of these teams. Um, fantasy teams that have some of these guys. No Nate Oxberger. Um, you're not going to have uh, Mikey Teo. Um, you're not going to have Josh Henderson. Um, you're not going to have Simon Malolo, um, some of these guys in there. And then obviously the Ironworkers are staple names. No Andrew Coe, um, you know, no, no. Hey, rest no. up, sweet prince. You deserve there it. You go. All right, but there are five other matches that are to be played. No more Bimageddon, only two teams on bye now. So let's start breaking these down. we got Old Glory DC taking on the Toronto Arrows in Toronto. This one should be an interesting one because the Toronto team looks like they were, you know, pretty solid against Rugby Atlanta after what was a, a slower start, but able to claw their way back in it. Old Glory DC going to look to get back in the win column, especially in the tight playoff race that they're in. But again, it is north of the border, and we do know kind of the ideology when it comes to Toronto playing at home. But this one should be good. I mean, I'm playing all my Old Glory DC players. Hesitant to play some Toronto Arrow side, but because they're home, I'm banking on. I would start mm-hmm. Mitch Richardson this week. I was just going to say, this is the week. Plays, I would I would start him as well. Um, I, I, I agree. And and then again, um, all my old glory DC guys that I've been de- depending on this entire season, Jamison Fallen on the Schultz, I'm yeah. playing. Nico Jones plays, I'm playing uh, him as well. Um, yeah, should be an interesting one. But I do think, though, with how much is on the line, I think old glory DC is going to come away with a victory in this one. I was going to say the same thing. I, I, they've, I, I think they look better than rugby Atlanta right now in the season. And, and we got to remember some of those tries, uh, their, their mistakes made on, on, on rugby Atlanta side that kind of helped Toronto out, not saying yeah. that old glory DC won't be making mistakes, not mm-hmm. saying that Toronto, the Toronto arrows won't capitalize, but we'll see again. Uh, there's just a whole lot on the line for old glory DC in a, in a must win matchup for them as they get toward the tail in the season in that Eastern conference playoff race. All right. Shifting on over to the next matchup, uh, rugby Atlanta taking on the Dallas Jackals at home, uh, should be a good one. I mean, for me, I think the same sentiment has been had for this Dallas Jackals team for the entire season. You play some of these key guys. You play Adrian Boyson. You play Conrad Arura. You play Sam Gala. Uh, but outside of that, not really confident in many other players. Yes, I know Juan Pablo Zeiss coming off a big week. I know uh, uh, Rebel Pitt came off a big week. Uh, but again, it's really hard to depend on those guys, especially front row players. Rugby Atlanta, I mean, every single week I'm going to say it. You play you play the squad against Dallas Jackals, and there's going to be guys on there that are going to do, do big-time stuff. Obviously, we talked about Will uh, Will Leonard. Uh, Tarangatira Why Tokyo is going to be another big one. Um, we'll see whether or not Ruida Biddle gets back in the in the starting lineup there for this week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is an easy call for me. I think Rugby Atlanta gets the win at home. I think so too. I'd like to see Dallas, you know, push back after they had a pretty good effort against us. But I'd still go ATL. Yeah. 
All right, and 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 what is probably the biggest matchup between these two teams? It is going to be an exciting one. We got the third place team facing the fourth place team. The winner of this matchup will get the bump spot. up into that third playoff spot in the MLR standings. The Houston Sabercats taking on the Utah Warriors in Utah. It should be a good one. I'm predicting a high-scoring one between these two teams. I'm playing both sides of the ball in this one. Obviously, Davey Coates are starting for the Houston Sabercats side. Not sure. I mean, I'm playing Lourdes Vanderskiff in this one as well. And then Utah Warriors, guys. I mean, they're the staple guys. You're playing... You're playing Kayla McEnany. You're playing Joe Mono. Um, you know, Joel Hodgson is obviously in your starting lineup as well. I, I'll give you some time to think about this one. I, I obviously, I know who you're going to be picking in this one because you have to pick it. I think the Utah War. it didn't impress me that the Houston Sabercats weren't able to close it out against the Seattle Seawolves. And hey, Vandy, I'll, I'll bank on your side. I'd like to see you happy, especially after a big-time win against Maddie. Uh, it makes me makes me happy to see That's that. That's right. But I'll say the Utah Warriors will come away with a win at home here. You know what? I'd have to uh, I'd have to agree with you. Uh, it's a big game, big game on the line, and then this is when your your studs got to be great. So it should be exciting. All right, uh, next matchup uh, of the weekend: the Chicago Hounds taking on the Seattle SeaWolves. Um, uh, the this one should be, I think, a, a easy easy win here for the Seattle SeaWolves. Uh, has been interesting to see AJ Allen team at the center position and Jordan Chate starting at the fly half position. I'm playing all my Seattle SeaWolves players. Um, I think they're going to they're gonna run away with this one against the Chicago Hounds. Yeah, as good as they did look this week with a tight game against New York. No, I, I think with that Seattle defense, I can't see it being that close. Yeah. All right, and then the last matchup of the weekend, Nola Gold visiting uh, New England here in the uh, the Lone Sunday matchup. Um, I mean, I don't know what tough. to expect with this game, right? Because this one, it's yeah. like New England can look absolutely incredible, but then Nola at times, like like Matt said, they could win the championship, and then they could just sometimes just not even show yeah, up and like, i mean i will say though the nola gold have looked pretty poor over the past past few weeks especially yeah, yeah. obviously with the injuries that they've been dealing with um new england looking pretty good it's it's tough because we just talked about how good this new england free jacks defense yeah, is. yeah exactly how much confidence i'm going to have with some of these nola gold players that you've been kind of relying on throughout the, the this year i mean I think it's going to be uh, not that I'm benching him, but I'm not going to expect big things from JP Duplessis this week with the New England against the New England Free Jacks. No. Uh, it's going to be hard to see if Luke Campbell can really, uh, really capitalize on some of this stuff uh, there as well. Um, I'm playing a lot of my New England Free Jacks players. I'm playing the staple Nola Goal guys because I have to, but I'm not excited about it. I'm going to go with the New England Free Jacks in this one. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, I hope Jordan Trainer has a good game because Coe's on by, but. I'd agree. I'm not expecting a whole hell of a lot. Now, that being said, I'm expecting a whole hell of a lot out of LaRue Milan. I think he could he could really have a game here. Yeah, and I will talk about it. Hey, we didn't really mention it uh, in, in the in the when we were breaking down the matchup between the Free Jackson and Gordy C. But, hey, Bodine Waka is back. Yep. Something to Played look a little bit. For. Played a little bit. Now, that's the concern that I have. Is he just going to be a bench player for the rest of the regular season, which obviously lines up with the uh, totality of our fantasy MLR Mm -hmm. season? And was he really worth the big-time fab bucks that were dropped on him if he's going to just be coming off the bench? Because obviously you can't start him if he's just going to be playing 20 minutes gain. It's just so that he racks up his his appearances so that he's eligible for the MLR. Exactly. It'll be interesting to see. This week will be tell tell uh, uh, will be telling. I'm assuming that he's going to be coming off the bench again. Hard to hard to shy away from Potros and Reese McDonald, who've been doing so well yeah. for you, um, and and obviously have have got you that first place Eastern Conference spot pretty handedly. It's hard to shy away from that. But then again, we saw what Bodine Walker was able to do last season. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It'll be an interesting dynamic. Um, one thing that I forgot to mention though, between this Old Glory DC matchup and Toronto Air Squad, we have a rare Thursday night matchup. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, obviously, huh. uh, the, the Toronto arrows having a little bit of a benefit here because they had two extra days of rest, uh, obviously them playing, I believe on the Friday night, uh, there last week. So they almost have a full week, six days of rest there. Old glory DC having the late matchup on the Sunday and the quick turnaround to the Thursday. And on top of that, traveling up North of the border, does that change your opinion? Does that make it difficult? I still think Old Glory DC is able to come away with the victory mm-hmm. one, but I would not underplay the fact that they are having that shortened four-day week 
which is going to be a tough one. You may see some uh, some minimized numbers there among Old Glory DC players. Yeah, I mean, football players seem to hate it, so I don't see why rugby players would like it. Exactly, exactly. All right, man. Well, hey, an exciting round 14. And again, these are the five matchups that are going to decide who is going to book their ticket oh, into on, the Fantasy Major League Rugby Playoffs. Again, it couldn't. the race couldn't be any tighter from second spot all the way down to sixth spot. It's going to change up. Something's going to happen this week. And it's going to be decided after these five matchups in round 14. And then playoffs start, man. Playoff starts. And the name, getting your name etched on this Fantasy Rutgers Championship jersey. Behind I want you. it, man. The journey begins. We got one name on there now. A second name will be put up there in just a few weeks' time. And it begins after round 14. How excited are you? Man? Oh, buddy. I mean, after four weeks, I wasn't dreaming of playoffs. But here we are, buddy. I was hoping I'd come second last again. There you go. Well, a silver lining, and now you're pushing for it. And it's going to be an exciting one. Um, again, have an have had an absolute blast with this fantasy MLR season. Dude. We slowly wrap up this uh, uh the regular season, and we head into playoffs. Um, again, if you haven't been following along so far, uh, we encourage that you do check out the website, thefantasyruckers.com. Follow us at the Fantasy Ruckers, where we post all of our updates. Um, join that Discord community where we've had an absolute uh, um, amazing supportership there um, with our league members and even people outside of our league talking MLR, talking fantasy MLR. Been a lot of fun, uh, uh, 14 weeks in the season. We continue to try to make this thing a reality for more and more people out there, and, and we hope to continue to grow this thing. And, and it's the exact exciting stuff that you're going to find yourself in, hopefully, in, in, in the near future when it comes to fantasy MLR. Playoff races that come down to the wire. That'll be decided in round 14. It's going to be super exciting stuff. Buddy, I'm not uh, saying last year wasn't that much fun, but this year's just been night and day. With the website and the extra points and everything, it's it's night and day. It, it's, it actually is starting to feel like, not like I said, I don't want to like crap on our inaugural year. But it's, sure. it feels like fantasy, man. We're, we're like slowly fantasy. we're slowly getting to that point where we're constantly refreshing that phone yeah, to see yeah, whether yeah, or yeah, not yeah. We're, uh, we're up there. So it's been exciting stuff again. But yeah, enjoy the matches this weekend. Going to be fun stuff. Keep an eye out on those Fantasy Rutgers League standings, those Fantasy Rucker League matchups, because again, a whole lot's going to change. And it all comes down to this final week mm. fantasy MLR regular season play. Hey, yeah. Matt. <laughs> all right for devin vanny vanderpool i'm ryan e for matt e all the way in cancun this is the fantasy rucker show enjoy he's hiding the in the basement enjoy, enjoy the weekend's matches and we'll see you again here next week on another edition of the fantasy rucker show you've been listening to the fantasy rucker show bringing fantasy rugby to the masses covering everything rugby from the mlr and beyond we hope you enjoyed the show Make sure to like, rate, and review, and be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, connect with us on social media at The Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is The Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.